share her own recovery journey, and then she will guide us through a study of step five. She will be referring to our big book, Eating Disorders Anonymous. She'll provide page references as indicated, and there will be time for questions and member sharing after Markley finishes. Some members find that the book is much easier to follow if using a paper version of the book. If you only have the book on an electronic device, you may just prefer to listen today. Um, Marthy, would you like to be timed? Would you like a little heads up after some time? Um, sure, I guess. For story or for um, talking about step five or? Regina, what would our general guideline be for timing? Whatever you want. <laughs> Do you want, like, you have 30 minutes. Do you want a heads up at 25 minutes? Okay, yeah. Okay. Are you timing, Olga? Yes, I can do that. And uh, on that note, Marthy, the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you for okay. Hi, everyone. I have my story like written out. I've said it at in-person meetings before, so I'm just going to read from the screen. And yeah. Okay. Um, well, I will introduce myself. I'm Marthy. I'm in recovery, um, some people would say, like very close to being recovered, but I would say I'm in recovery from eating disorder. I'm from New York. So thank you everyone for your service. And here is my story. Um, my eating disorder came into my life during my freshman year of college. It was the year 2000 and I was finally getting away from my strict Asian parents and having the freedom to do whatever I wanted. The first few months of freshman year was full of fun and making new friends, but my life did a 180 when the guy I was dating forced himself on me after a night of partying. I was able to get away, but life as I knew it would never be the same. I remember going home for Thanksgiving break and looking at myself realizing that I'd gained the freshman 15. Granted, I've always been a slim girl since childhood and through high school, and the freshman 15 was really like 10 pounds that only put me in a healthy weight range for my body type and height, etc. When I got back from college after break, and as I was going into preseason for lacrosse, I needed to also physically prepare myself for the season ahead with my team. My focus quickly changed from, changed from staying up late with friends, drinking and late night eating, to a strict schedule of waking up, going to class, going to work study, going to lacrosse practice, dinner with my teammates, homework, and bed rinse and repeat. I disconnected from most of the new friends I made and really only hung out with my teammates or alone. I lost weight fast, spending my free time at the gym while being very rigid about the food I was taking in. I started feeling sad and depressed. I got homesick and reached out to my parents for comfort. My dad drove down to see me play during my lacrosse games and then would take me to dinner afterwards. I would eat a huge meal and finish the whole plate, but then went back to my rigid ways of eating and exercising in between. I was in the thick of anorexia. I reached out for help with a school counselor to talk to someone about how I was feeling. Being in a small college, I worked for the dean's office, doing work, doing work study with the administrators there, and one of the women caught me crying in the bathroom. After confiding in her about what, was, what I was feeling, the unthinkable happened. They called me into the dean's office for a meeting at 10 o'clock at night. When I arrived, my parents were sitting there alongside the dean and the counselor. My thoughts went to, what about confidentiality? Trust was non-existent. They came to the conclusion that they couldn't help me 
and that I would need to leave school and finish the semester at my parents' house. Ironically, I applied to schools closer to home and was planning to transfer anyway. And so I finished the semester at home and prepared myself for a new journey to another college. During that summer, I saw a therapist weekly. My parents didn't know how to help me. I felt like I was in whatever this recovery process was on my own. While at my parents' house, the binging started and didn't stop. It continued through the summer and stayed with me as I entered a new school. I was confused and hoped therapy would fix whatever, what was whatever was happening. I think my parents thought that I was cured after those sessions. Little did they know, and little did I know myself how much worse it was gonna get. Fast forward into college, I continued to binge. And then when I moved off campus and had my own apartment, that's where bulimia took hold, and I was binging and purging. I graduated from college, got a full-time job that later turned into the career I have today, but bulimia followed me everywhere and had a strong hold on me. It was a vicious binge purge cycle. Most of the time, I'd rather be with my eating disorder and flaked on plans with friends, went from therapist to therapist, hoping they would cure me and fell deeper into my eating disorder from each failed attempt. I lost my faith in God, went from boyfriend to boyfriend thinking a romantic relationship would fill the void but push them away because I'd rather be with my eating disorder than with them. Then I met a guy that I thought would be the one. Somehow without help, I was able to be free from binging and purging for two years. I felt hopeful that I would be free from my eating disorder because I wanted this relationship to work. I brought back God, I brought God back into my life. Outside of our relationship, I went to my first hot yoga class and fell in love with, with the practice and the spirituality that came with it. Went through teacher training and became a certified yoga instructor. Then our relationship hit a lot of roadblocks. He couldn't fully commit to me and without help or any guidance for eating disorder recovery, the binge purge cycle returned. While that relationship fell apart, my eating disorder was there to fill the void that I once again needed to fill. I had to end that relationship and needed to find myself again. I swore off dating and focused on my career, teaching yoga and working on restoring my friendships. After about a year, I got a new job in New York City and decided to throw myself back into the dating world. Still, I wasn't able to break free from the binge purge cycle. And up until a little over a year ago, I wasn't sure if I would ever be able to recover from my eating disorders. I became a nomad in New York, being a temporary roommate for amazing friends that let me crash at their place while I searched for my own. And I knew I couldn't engage in my eating disorder behaviors while staying with them. So I researched any support groups in New York and found my way to EDA. And that was the start of my journey to recovery, a slow and steady start. I went to my first meeting, scared shitless, not knowing what to expect. I sat quietly in the circle, did not share, kept my head down and listened to everyone around me. I came back to another meeting, still feeling shame and fear to share my thoughts with the group, but at the same time feeling less lonely. I looked around the room at all of these brave people sharing their experience, sharing their milestones, and sharing their difficult moments. During this time, I also met an amazing guy, and I knew I really wanted this recovery for myself, and that all the recovery work I was doing was not for anyone but myself. So it was difficult balancing an intimate relationship and recovery. I was still keeping my eating disorder hidden from him, but, but would open up a little, saying vaguely I was going to group therapy sessions. I also found an amazing therapist in the city specific to disordered eating. Um, I, told, I told the guy I was with I was going to see a therapist but didn't tell him what specifically for. Our relationship moved fast and I moved in with him just after a few months. 
Fear kept me from regularly attending weekly EDA meetings, but I had trust in God and my higher, and my higher power that the courage will come. And even if I hadn't been to a meeting for a month, I always had the choice and a chance to go to the next one. I did a lot of work with my therapist and with her help, I stopped battling and fighting my eating disorder. With her help, I realized that my eating disorder was my child self, the little girl who didn't have her mom around often, not her fault, she works a lot. And the little girl who grew up in a house where we didn't talk about our emotions. The girl that grew up feeling different than my friends who were allowed to date and allowed to have sleepovers, yet I wasn't allowed to do either. And so instead of battling my eating disorder, who now took the form of a little girl that, that I named Jill, I'm learning to treat her with kindness and learning to have her needs met without using behaviors. Six months into my relationship um, with Wes, he proposed, I said yes. Elated and yet feeling more anxiety and fear than ever, I knew I needed to really get on track with recovery. And with that, my higher power and God guided me to work the EDA 12 steps. I reached out for sponsorship and found an amazing sponsor. And shortly after finding a sponsor, my higher, my higher power came through for me again. The founders of EDA were going to begin a 12, uh, sorry, to begin a 16 week online step workshop, which paved the way for my sponsor and I to work the steps together. It wasn't easy and I was scared. Working the steps has been one of the toughest things I've had to do, but I wanted recovery so bad that I endured all the emotions and allowed myself to feel everything. I learned to embrace progress, not perfection through EDA. But what was even more important while working the steps was that I really felt for the first time that I could fully recover. I opened up about my eating disorder to Wes and knew that was another step towards recovery. I joined another 12-step fellowship as an added layer of support. Every day I give gratitude for my therapist and for 12-step programs. I cannot say I'm fully recovered right now and I still have a long road ahead in recovery. I'm here sharing my story. I work the steps, show up to meetings, take service positions, I pray, meditate, and do my 10th step every day, or try to every day. Progress, not perfection, right? And lastly, I'm grateful for the support and fellowship that ADA brought into my life. I have fellows and fellows that I now call my friends that understand the ups and downs and that I reach out to, and they know they can do the same. Each day is a new day filled with challenges, but I know my higher power and God are here for me to help guide me and to help me get through each and every day. So that is my story. <laughs> and so we are on step five this week. Um, so I will just say step five. I am so grateful to share about step five because step four was so hard, but I think to go through step five, which is admitted to God ourselves into another human being, the exact, exact nature of our wrongs, was really, really difficult. Um, my sponsor was local to me, so we actually did this in person, and um, yeah, she she brought out a lot out of me. I cried. We did step five, I think, for like two, two to three hours on like a Wednesday night, and so that was just super exhausting. Um, but step five is a really big step. I mean, it's really almost like you're halfway there, with your step work. And honestly, I think maybe, I, I don't wanna say the steps get easier after step five, but you really learn a lot about yourself and it really brings a lot out of you to keep going on with the step work. So really encourage any newcomers or anyone doing your step work that step four, step five 
they're really important and um, yeah, you can do it. Um, so step five, um, step five in the big book is from page 159 to 167. Um, that's chapter six into action. Um, so some of what I wanna read um, that I feel is really important to talk about um, on page 160, it says, step five ask, asks us to be accountable. We need to admit the truth of our dysfunctional thinking and behaviors, not only to ourselves, but also to others who can be objective and help us understand anything we might have missed in our step four in inventory. Um, step five, I would say working step five with a sponsor is really important. Um, if you can, if you are working the steps by yourself um, and are, you know, at step five, obviously um, maybe reaching out to another fellow that has done the step work, has completed step five is also um, really helpful because you can do the step work, but actually talking to someone and getting um, to admit um, your step four inventory and getting some feedback from it is pretty important, I would say. Um, on page 161, it says, in general, we found we relied quite heavily on other people, sometimes parents, but also siblings, other relatives, life partners, friends, and occasionally our own, our own children. So take care of our more basic physical and or emotional needs when we should have been uh, to take care of our most basic physical and or emotional needs when we should have been able to do that ourselves. One goal of step five is to expose the thinking that lay behind our unhealthy dependence on others as well as any thinking and behavior that was objectively wrong. Um, yeah, I would say step five or step doing the step work in step four um, really made me find out that I was going from relationship to relationship, boyfriend to boyfriend, thinking that they would be the cure. I was really relying on them to help me in my recovery, but yeah, recovery is really um, the only thing that you can do for yourself. You know, you have to really want it for yourself. You can't rely um, on people to help you get there. I mean, you can't, I mean, I don't wanna say you can't rely on people to help you get there, because I mean, that's what EDA is here for but it's really um that paragraph is that we are relying on other people and being depending on other people to think that we are using them for our own recovery and um so that's what that paragraph um is really saying and really stood out to me because i can't recover for anyone but myself um Let's see what else I wanted to talk about with step five. Um, um, towards the end of the step five reading on page 167, it says, we can certainly be happy that we have been able to complete such a big chunk of this challenging process. We have demonstrated our sincerity and willingness to make enormous changes in our thinking and behavior in order to turn our former misery to some good purpose. Um, <clears throat> I think with this reading and just with EDA in general, 
it's about giving yourself credit for not just the big wins, but the small wins. And um, we talk about milestones a lot. And so just milestones, like I don't give myself enough credit for any milestones. Like doing this share today is a big milestone and I probably don't give myself enough credit for it. I don't give myself credit for just showing up to meetings. So um, it's just another reminder, um, you know, give yourself credit for the big wins and the small wins. Um, step five is also really important. It says that after doing step five, um, same on page 167, to take pen to paper again, just for a few minutes to write down everything for which we are grateful. I think doing a gratitude list, not just after completing step five with someone, but just doing gratitude lists, um, giving yourself gratitude daily is a really big part of doing the step work and just of EDA and of recovery. So I really hope that everyone just, you know, gives gratitude. Um, and I just want to close with step five that this was a really big one for me because after I did step five with a sponsor, I actually had the courage to, um, that same weekend, um, tell my now husband who I talked about in my share, um, that I was going through an eating disorder and he was like one of the first people that I could actually open up to. So it gave me a voice and giving your eating disorder and your recovery of voice is just really important in your recovery. So with that, I now open up, I, I give it back to Olga um, <laughs> and hopefully I'm good with timing. Thank you everyone for letting me share and talk about step five. That was fabulous, Marthy. Thank <laughs> you so, 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 so much for your service, Regina. You can click the recorder when you can. Um, Okay, I think 